Hi, guys. I feel unhappy. Hey, JB. Hi, Ozzy. <laughs> what do you say, Jared? Hi. You guys like this song? Hola. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll admit it on the recording. Uh-oh. I've never heard it. And I probably... Well, I don't think I've... I know many Black Sabbath songs. Well, I don't even know if this is Black Sabbath. Pretty sure it is. <laughs> well, <laughs> but well, I know okay, it's we, Ozzy. You should you should stop while you're ahead. Here, let me. Here's the one you probably know. Hold on. Here we go. I love everything Ozzy because he's an here, anomaly. You hear the organ, right? Yeah. B three, and everybody, thanks for tuning in. We are giving you a little bit of a rock and roll uh, lesson 101 here. The first version you heard was the original. Changes by Black Sabbath, okay. aka Ozzy's band. I told you it was Black Sabbath. Yeah, but <laughs> in in mo- more recent years, <laughs> the Mr. Charles Bradley made it his own. Here you go. I feel unhappy. Right, a little different, a little Listen, I like it. I still, it's not ringing bells for me. But uh, here's the thing: okay. I, again, you can judge. It's fine. I don't think I've ever listened to more than. 35, no, three or four seconds of KC95 as I was flipping through stations. I just, I, I was never a fan. Why, why did you not put that on your resume? I, well, I just can't even believe you said that out loud. I don't believe you have either. Oh, I have absolutely. I've had I've had uh, periods of my life where that's the only radio station it stayed on. Oh, yeah, not me. Nope. Yeah, you, well, yeah I could see your dad. Now listen, Probably. I'm, I'm I, re, I regret it. I do. Probably back because in the I, day, your dad would have been on the turn dial, right? He probably took the knobs off. Put it on KC, took the knobs off. Yeah. Sharpened them up yep. so you would cut your fingers if my you wanted to change it. My dad didn't listen to it. Do you know my, my dad has a tattoo on his right bicep that says, born to raise hell? <laughs> I mean, well, he... KC. He, <laughs> he listened. <laughs> I believe he helped give birth or, or procreate a hell raiser. Uh, well, hey, here we go, guys. Um, it is mid-March uh, here in the Lou. Uh, we are... We're going to go solo today. We're going to get a little caught up because we've been on such a run with just incredible guests. I, you know, I'm kind of flabbergasted, really, kind of the, uh, getting to this point, who we've been able to talk to, the conversations that we've had. Uh, I'm proud of our little engine that could um, and really looking forward at the calendar. Um, you guys that are listening, you really be sure to give us a follow because you're going to want these notifications. Over the next 30 to 45 days, we have... Uh, International players. We have D1 legends. We have um, uh, who else do we have? We have um, voices of American soccer history. Yes, we have that. We have pop culture uh, icons, both locally and nationally. Uh, all these people love the game. Have been part of the game. Um, we have uh, current players that, when they get a little breathing room, they're going to come on and tell us about their seasons, uh, both domestically and abroad. Um, it's, it's just going to be a lot of fun. So give us a follow, keep up, uh, because the one thing that we're going to continue to do is we're going to continue to lean into that human element. We were just talking a second ago because there's, there's a load of podcasts that all have uh, a tremendous amount of value for what they do in their lanes in particular, um, you know, specifically in the soccer world here right now. They, they've been sprouting like mushrooms, right? And if you want to learn about the team, you want to learn about uh, what's going on on the field, what's going on on the sideline, and all those other things, there's plenty that are going to keep you informed. We are going to be figuring out what they had for breakfast, you know, and who they dated in high school, that kind of stuff. It just feels more... Yeah, and I think we're, uh, we're really close to knocking off a, another podcast that I think we... I think they're modeling after us, but did you did you see that Smartless? I heard of it. Was nominated and selected as Ensemble Podcast of the Year by the iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. Well, did they not get the memo? <laughs> Jared, you you were the one responsible for submitting our yeah. It was entry. We, Jared said he did it, but it didn't go through. I guess. Uh, I think my AOL went down. <laughs> yeah, your your dial up, your dial up, ding ding, right. You didn't ask Jeeves the right question. Um, all right, let's get into a little bit of uh, what we came here to talk about, which is a little bit of everything. 
Um, here we are uh, going into week four in the MLS season. We got a home game here at City Park uh, this Saturday. Uh, we will, the three of us, realistically, will be out of town uh, with our boys. Uh, so we'll be watching the game from afar. But our beloved City SC, they're going to be going for four and O, which would be t- tied for the record or the record tied for the record. Uh, tied for the record for the best uh, expansion team record out of the gate. Yeah, Seattle, I think, also had a 4-0. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and there's, I think it was uh, only four other teams, does that seem right, that, that have been 3-0 out of the gate? Yeah, we were the fourth Yeah. to go 3-0 out of the gate, yeah. Um, so, first things first. There's your stats. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the extent of our stats. Well, and I was thinking real quick to go off the rails. Um you know, these other podcasts that go down the road with the stats and whatnot. And maybe this just is a, uh, it looks bad on me, but, you know, second home game coming up, I had such a good time and such a long day with the first game that if we were in town or when we are in town for future games, I'm not going to be real good with what happened in the stats in the second half, especially when the weather's nice and like, I'm just having such a good time and getting full of it and talking that I'll be honest. I, I mean, I'm just taking it all in, and I and I'm not. I mean, it ain't my job to watch, but I love it. I mean, I, I just. I, well, I'm with you, I'm with you. Well, I think I think it's one of those things that, um, and kudos to the team, right? The way that the overall team. I, I'm not talking about the players and the coaching staff. I'm talking about the city team that developed this whole experience from the space to the colors to the noise, the lights, sounds, food. They literally created a product that you do not have to be. And I've talked to a few of these individuals uh, that are not stated or historically uh, would consider themselves soccer fans that went to the game that are like, that's cool. Like it, it was truly an experience that was beyond just watching a sport that you're kind of meh on. The experience was kind of over the top for them, you know, and, that, and that's attributed to. The whole team at City. Well, I think one thing that's interesting, too, is that unlike every other sport that we have in St. Louis, including now the Battle Hawks, you stay (laughs) where you are usually the the full half. So there's no ushers running up and down selling cotton candy and tchotchkes and shit. It's just you're in your space. You're watching the game and you're enjoying the community around you. Unless you sat where I sat and people were fighting about who should stand and who shouldn't stand at any given point during the game. But it was interesting because most people stayed in their seats. Now, I know you guys like to wander a little bit, which is fine. But I think it's very different than baseball where you can leave for two or three innings to go yeah, roam around and buy. I'd go smoke cigarettes outside and then come back in. Right, or football. Same thing. Hockey. At least they have the curtains, <laughs> like at a theater. Well, I was going to say, come in. It's, it's most play. similar to hockey in that you kind of have the protocol to wait for the whistle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Only this whistle is forty-five to forty-eight to fifty minutes, right, in yeah. between itself. Well, so. let me tell you this. This is the funny part about it. I have some close family goofball friends that I've grown up with. Us three have always been soccer guys, lived it, ate it, played it, breathed it, continuing to eat it, breathe it, play it. Um, So you've all, everybody sitting here, everybody listening, that if you're a true soccer guy, you've had the the people or the group of people that give you the jab of soccer's boring, soccer's this. So the stereotypical baseball, football, basketball fans, close family friends of mine that have made fun of me for years about soccer this, soccer that. Guess who wants tickets? Oh, yeah. Oh, they all do. Totally. Well, they're winning, too, which is kind of, you know... All cities are the same. Look, you're going to support a team that wins more than you're going to support a team that would be proverbial losers. Um, you know, we're, th- we're three games in, three and oh. Um, you can't turn on a radio station. You can't turn on a television state. You, there's no social media that is not in contact with this team and the branding and the results, right? Um, so I just think right now that it's a tremendous wave. Um, if the team happens to pull off its fourth, 
Um, I think what's going to happen is you're going to start capturing more and more fans at the fringe that, you, you know, you're going to bring them closer to, to what's really going on and they're going to learn. And what they're really going to do, instead of like trying to beg us for tickets or, you know, others like us, they're going to be like, well, let's go try that Amsterdam thing or let's go, you know, let's turn on another game. It's going to be a slow process. Let's go to Hot Shots. Ooh, go to Hot Shots. Or, watch the Jared, games did there. you did you did you give the Nelly line though? Which one? Hey Nelly, can I get tickets to your next show? Hell no. You for real? Like that's you gotta say now the haters that just want to jump on the bandwagon. And I do think though, JB, your point is spot on. That my hope is that we have viewing parties. I mean, did you see Beffa's? It's crazy. They're doing a great job on Saturday night when the the, the boys were in Portland. Yeah. Yep. Beth they had a street festival. Was crammed with yeah. people yeah. just to watch the match. And I think that's what's going to start to continue to, or not start, but it's going to yeah. help build the community. It's a snowball. It is. It well, is. Well, let's, let's real quick, uh, our own, perf- since we admit that we love the game, but we are also kind of doofuses, let's get into some game analysis. Uh, oh, boy. Real quick, three and dope. Uh, primary reasons, uh, takeaways, and I, I, I'll go first, kind of give you guys what, an idea of what I'm trying to do here. Um, I, I, I'm amazed that we're 3-0, and dope, not because we um, don't have the talent, because we didn't expect the talent to be what it is, but the thing that amazes me about the 3-0 and dope start, look at the starting lineup from game to game to game. It's not the same. He is rotating players, um, you know, which... The thing I'm excited about, if we're going to get into the weeds a little bit, that projects the reality that we are deep. We are deeper than we thought we were because we're able to pull it off with a a variation of rosters. And I don't think anybody expected that, you know, because we don't have a designated player, which is kind of the historic MO for most of uh, MLS teams to lean on the back of some Ibrahimovic or a Beckham import, et cetera. We don't have that, and we're winning. So what stands out to you? About the team in the three wins, uh, yeah, Zach, you go first. I think one thing is, and we've talked about this internally, about the style. And one thing I will say, and I'm not going to steal it because you can add to it, Jared, but you always say it's, it's, it's entertaining, but it's not the soccer we grew up with, right? <laughs> so it's a style that's working, but it's not a style that... Specifically, the energy drink... They call it, quote, energy drink soccer, right? High press. High press. Meaning you live and die by the press. Yeah. So almost, if you review, almost all of our goals came from us pressuring the defense into making mis- mistakes. Yeah. And then us capitalizing. Two of them came off of passes from the defense directly to one of our players who then shot it in. Yeah. Two game-winning goals came that way yeah. out of our three. So I, I'll concur with that. The style is, I think... <clears throat> Catching a lot of teams off guard. Now, granted, this is also first time through, right? And in any sport, you know, if you have a team that all of a sudden goes on a winning streak, you always have that redo or, you know, uh, home and away factor in which there's going to be film. They're going to learn. Teams are going to learn who our guys are and style of play, and they're going to start to adjust. So I expect that to possibly be tamed a little bit over time. But right now, there's no no indicators saying that, the high press is is, yeah. is the wrong choice. No, I, I and my, my thoughts are to this is specifically, throw my opinion or anybody's opinion out the window. If you're 3-0, you go 4-0, or you win a lot more than you lose, I don't care what style you're playing. You're winning. It's fun. People are going to like it. You're scoring goals. You have to score goals to play that style because you're going to give up some goals. A couple of the goals we gave up were directly because the press was broke. Here's what I will say, um, and this is not a dig on any league, in the MLS, or anything at all. Leeds United tries to play the same style. You it, That style doesn't work in that league because the class is so high that they break that style. Or Leeds United's press isn't as good as ours. My takeaway from the game, the first three games, number 10, Lowen, Leuven. It, Leuven is flipping class. Yep. That dude he's, can play. He's very, very good. And that guy, I mean, we call it a designated player, which I know that's not what he's designated as. We win with that guy, Lutz. I, he hit a home run. That Agreed. that's th- that kid. I mean, right. we have class all over the field. Our backs have been clean. Our forwards have done well. The the, the number ten is is, is I, excellent. I think the part that is also required for that style, and I think 
you see it in the, the type of players that Lutz recruited. You have to be physical. I mean, you got a 17-year-old kid in Miggy out there <laughs> knocking guys' heads off. I, yeah, and I mean, he was on the ground, like, going at it. Oh, yeah. Sliding like a madman. I loved it. I, I loved it, too, and I think it's just a, it's a different approach, but it, it definitely can rattle teams. Look at our other homegrown signee. That kid's a physical specimen as well. Yes. So I, I think that's maybe a, a, a harbinger yeah. of, of what this particular team is looking for. And you know we don't we don't play a possession game, but yeah. we can possess it. That's the other thing. Yeah. When we've gotten deep in these games where we need to hold that lead, we slow the press down a little bit, and yeah. we can move the ball around. Well, and here's the other thing: I I, I have no statistical proof to to validate it, um, but it seems to me, uh, from a possession standpoint, our physicality and our endurance is a lot higher than any of us really thought because. Yeah. It does seem like we are connecting or have more possession almost in the last 20 minutes than big chunks of the game. And, I, and I'm starting to feel as if early in the season against these other teams, our high press is burning their gas tank quicker yes. than ours. Or they can't handle it flat out because the press yeah. is working and they don't have the class to handle it and we haven't played that team that can yet. Will LAFC, will LAFC be able to handle it? I don't Maybe. know. I can tell you too. who won't be able to handle it. The three we already played? No. San Jose? No, worse. Kansas KC. City. Yeah, they, oh, yeah. yeah. They have a team. Um, you know, the, the other thing have, that's, that's interesting scored yet. is, you know, you guys are the same way. You're a sponge. Everything on social media, everything on a newscast. Um, everything my wife says. You know, everything my wife forget says. A thing. So the thing that I've taken away a little bit after the 3-0 start, and, you know, I've had a lot of pride and, and just felt like a million bucks when, when Kyle scored that game winner, Missouri State Bear, mind you. Um, they interviewed him after the game. And, Canadian. And uh, Canadian, Mr. Canada. Um, and if you saw the last social media thing, pretty good at pie, too. Yeah, very um, good. Yeah, we'll, but, we'll touch on that. But he, <laughs> uh, you know, they asked him, you know, just a little bit of a, you know, synopsis of what's going on. And he had mentioned that Carnell is telling the fellas that we're playing with house money. And there's a lot of truth to that. And you can see the way they're playing and they're having a lot of fun. Yep. And what do they have to lose? Right. I mean, it, it, I mean that's the brand. I mean, the brand is, and like I almost sounded like I was a poo butt talking about the high press. Who the hell am I? You know, it's a lot of fun. You know. No, look, we all are. If we're going to be honest with ourselves, all of us have been like, oh my god, how are we, how is this going to work? Right? We can't. Pre- Number one, don't know the the players. Two, can't pronounce their names. Three, high press <laughs> what? And three games in, it makes us look like a bunch of dumps or poobas, as, as you call it. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't <laughs> be that self-deprecating. I mean, when you look at the league, or you look at any league, there are very few teams that play that way that have been yeah. super successful. And I'm not a statistician, nor am I a historian, but I think eventually we can figure out all these guys. We're, we're, the names are starting to flow, and. <laughs> I, I'm just excited. I mean, I think well, let's, passion's there, and it, it's 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 been fun to watch. I'm gonna I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna bring up another name, uh, kind of in line with this train of thought right here, you know, because we've talked about the lack of a DP, we've talked about uh, Lowen and Yao Klaus and all these uh, other guys that like are coming in and are immediately becoming like fan favorites out of the gate, but. International news is starting to chirp on potential signings uh, in the post-European season, which will end end of May, early June. And the name that is continually being tossed out there is Liverpool's own Firmino uh, in association with City SC. So since Jared is more into uh, March Madness than <laughs> uh, EPL, Zach, your thoughts on Firmino out of the gate? It, it, I am. I have never been a huge fan of his. I I, I don't like the way he plays. Um, however, and, and and this is my issue with the DP. Why do we need him? Are, do we need somebody to fill seats? Do we need somebody to bring more attention? No, and no. If we were zero and three, would you think different? Yeah, I would. Okay. So I think his stock goes down. The more successful we are as a club. I so agree. why spend that type of money 
on a guy who <sighs> will he make us better? Sure. I, I I don't think there's any anybody that can argue that he would be a detriment. What to the position team. does he even play? The ten? Um, is he like a withdrawn nine? I mean, what is he? I, I'll be honest. I am not a Liverpool follower. He, I believe, he's a wide mid. Okay, if I, it, because I, for me, he doesn't play over the Brazilian or ten. But I, I, but I, I think the fact that we none of us can like come up with that answer out of the gate is just proof that we're really looking at this from a macro standpoint. As far as um, the, the the team is doing what staff knew that it could do, right? That everybody was waiting to find out. They're three zero. Uh, you, you know. It, why? I, I agree. I, as long as we keep winning, then the need necessity to fill that gap, to utilize that title arbitrarily, just because you can get a global name, s- diminishes quickly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he's 32, 33. Mm-hmm. So it's not a long-term investment. I mean, you're, you're looking right. two years, maybe? Probably. I mean, maybe. I mean, I guess uh, Ronaldo and... And Messi are playing into their mid-30s, and Lewandowski's getting up there and those guys. But I, I, I don't know. I, he's an attacking midfielder, mm-hmm. which never hurts in a high press. To, but does he have the stamina? He's a Brazilian. Well, and I always fear, like, the the uh, transfer effect of a lot of the players that come over here and automatically assume, and justifiably so, historically, that it's going to be, quote, easier so therefore, they don't have to work as hard, yeah. right? And Ask Rooney how that worked out. Yeah, you know, it's and and the way that we're playing, it's clear that we have workhorses. They're going to go out there. They're going to play hard. They're going to drive. They're going to press. You know, and the next guy coming in is going to press even harder. Yeah, I I I personally think if we continue to have success, do I think we're going to run the table and and have no losses or ties? No, but if we continue to beat teams and, and play well, why not invest in the future of the club like you, they have been and and keep recruiting players that you can build on and create your own stars? I agree. Why don't we go sign Holland? That's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> he scored um, he, he scored a goal, didn't he, the other day? Yeah, just a few of them. Just a <laughs> few, five. <laughs> um, what? Yeah. Five? Gosh. Was it like Francis Howell JV versus Lafayette JV? I mean, five goals? In a Champions League match, too. Champions League against RB Leipzig, which is no... I mean, this is not... This isn't the first... (laughs) Five goals. This isn't the first round of the Champions League, either. I mean, this is deep. Yeah. So, that's just shocking to me. But I do feel like... And maybe this is a weird topic to bring up, but... Do you guys feel this way? That once you hit that 3-0 threshold... It's always going to be a seven, five, six, nil game. It, yeah. it feels like every time, like even Brazil, not in Germany. legs like that, not not in, not in European professional soccer. Well, Hell think no. about the There's, World Cup. These these people are they got a lot of pride. No, I know, but like the World Cup, no, Brazil, I, Germany. I, yeah, I, I I tend to agree with you that it's not the majority of the time. It doesn't no. hit three zero and automatically like skip straight to six. And, maybe, it's, and about, maybe it's four. Yeah, but I do think that like. You know, a game that's 1-0 is technically not <laughs> that's still absolutely a game. A game that's 2-0, you know you can claw one Next back. goal's big. Yeah, then that's the you know, the, you're competing. You get to 3, 3 does some things to you mentally if you're the one with the O. Um, because now to win, you got to you got to construct 4. Did you watch the game? Did you watch the seven zero five goal output? Yeah. Did, did RB did did they did they give up the farm when it was three nothing? I don't think so. No, 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 no. In fact, they continued to play fast and hard. But it was one of those games. And Holland is one of those players because I, I I watched all the way up till him getting subbed. He's just one of those guys. And yesterday was the day where he had the green light on and he had his foot on the gas <laughs> yeah. and there was no brake pads in existence and there was nobody nobody on that field that could stop him uh and the teammates knew it you could see that you knew um that if they put it anywhere near him it's going going in in the net and leipzig kept pushing and and frankly there were a couple plays early in the game they could have easily had one or two uh there was the play with the goalie that should have been a red card on 
Uh, City's goalie. Uh, what's what's his name? Um, Ederson. Yeah. No. I don't know. See again our stats. We need a statistician. We we need a sponsor to help us have a statistician. Well, so, I mean Ederson yeah. is the goalie for City, but is I, don't, it? I don't know if he was there yesterday. I don't know. Anyway, whoever it was. Took out a Leipzig player and should have been out. Didn't. In fact, the foul went the other way. Yeah, so, he played on. He played. It was Ederson. Yeah. So a few th- small things like that occurred, and you still have a real game. But when those things didn't go through for Leipzig, all of a sudden Holland just becomes the Hulk. Like literally, it was a Marvel movie, is what that game looked like. <laughs> so. Well, you know, another topic is we have the Concacaf. Is it? Champions League, I think. Yeah, yeah. Is it Concacaf the Champions, Champions League tournament, or no? Yeah. It's Champions League. It's okay. yeah. And last night there were two games: Philly Union uh, and uh, yeah. Austin. The Austin team played the Haitian team. Austin played a Haitian team, and they were down two nil at the aggregate. For those of you that are wondering, that is in Haiti. They are from Haiti. Yeah, Violet. Yeah, there you go. They. He's really good with his team, club, European, uh, like he's South happy. American. He's very good with his pronunciations of these clubs. Enunciations. Say, uh, enunciations. Say Zwickle. <laughs> Zwickle. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a soccer club, but you say that good as well. <laughs> Zwickle. I don't I don't. Uh, I, so he's being so, bashful. Go, go ahead. So what happened with Austin? So Austin was down 2-0 in the aggregate. They needed to score. No, they were down 3-0 after the first leg. Yeah. They needed to score... Four goals at home. At home against a Haitian team, Violette. They scored two. Pretty By all accounts, were all banged up and didn't even have their starters. They had, I think, I think Violette had three subs total. Yeah. No backup goalie. Uh, That's a beer league squad. It looked like a beer league Sunday. squad. And honestly, I watched the second half. Violette never broke half. Maybe I shouldn't say never. Maybe twice. Seriously. On, like, clearances. And, yes. You know, but no sustained uh, pressure on the Not other side. Not a single side shot on goal in the second half. And it was just shot after shot after shot after shot. Cross, 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 cross. And Austin could not convert. And it was just, But Philly Union won 4-0. So they're moving on. And now this team from Haiti is also moving on. So it just shows, I think, how... At any given time, within soccer, specifically, you can move forward, and under <laughs> extreme circumstances, and it's appropriate, I think, given that you know uh, March Madness starts this week, and so you have all these Cinderella stories. But you have 64 teams starting tomorrow, and uh, I'm excited about that too. I, I, I really am. I do like college basketball. I. This is the wrong show. I think it's the best tournament in the. It's it's the best competition in the world. I somebody's agree. just gonna hang up the phone right now or the turn the podcast off. But I love it. Yeah, no, I'm not going there. It's I, I would disagree. I think there's others, but we'll. Uh, in this country, it is the <clears throat> best a- athletic competition, to me, hands down. March Madness. Yes, I would take it over. I would watch March Madness over any current. U.S. sports competition. Because of the amateurism, and then the game beast became so athletic that it becomes a half-court game where it becomes yeah. X's and O's basketballs, and, 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 the be- and the best team doesn't always win. The best coach team with the best scheme wins in March Madness. Yeah. Sorry, JB. I, I just... I would rather watch Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I like that, <laughs> so, too. That's the second best amateur uh, competition in the United States. <laughs> second best. All right, here's the deal. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to thank a few people. We're going to get some refills. Uh, we're down here at Well Spent today. Um, what are you drinking, JB? Uh, I, uh, what is it called? The Quad, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very good. That is uh, the, uh, come check them out. Give them a follow. Give us a follow so you can stay up on these new uh, episodes coming down the pipe. We're going to roll out with a little ice cube and we'll be right back. Hey everyone, JB here with the Soccer Dad Pod. This break is intended to be both informative and an opportunity. Little did you know that we are accepting sponsors. Really. And... As a sponsor of the show, you would get to talk to a demographic primarily consisting of parents, 
some soccer fans, and most definitely drinkers. Consider this an opportunity to let our listeners and social media followers know what it is you do and why you deserve some of their money. If interested in this incredible opportunity, just email us at soccerdadpod at gaslightstl.com. Now, back to the mindless banter. Word is boring. Okay, we're back. I don't know what happened today. We started off with Ozzy, went on to Charles Bradley. A little ice, and now we're to Wu-Tang. So, you, I mean, I would suggest you stick around to hear what we close this episode out with. It, it might be Baby Shark, for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Even saw the lights of the Goodyear blimp. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, we got some refills here. Um, <clears throat> as I mentioned right before the break, uh, we're, we're well spent down on uh, 2900 block of olive. Uh, tremendous beer. Uh, three block walk from the stadium. So again, if you want to avoid the chaos that will continue to be stadium logistics in and out, here's a solution. Uh, pre-post game. Uh Check them out. And in addition to being that close to the stadium, I'm looking at their signage right now. If you come on downtown here to their location on game day wearing city gear, 20% off your beer. Yeah, there you go. So not only do you got a nice place to park, easy walk, discount. Why, why, don't, why don't we get like some soccer dad pod and have them do like a 25% discount? With soccer dad gear, I think it's a great question. I know we should do it. Okay, I've uh, been trying to get merch made for however long. I just I haven't made it to um, um, Vietnam yet. I haven't made it to Pakistan. Um, you go, I you're going to personally pick it up. I pick have up the blanks. I have not um, well, found the. Uh, you're, you're in luck because there's a few printers here. Manufacturer. In St. Louis. Yeah. No, we yeah. can we can actually get it. I think done we can do that right here. here. Okay. The hat that you wear. Was uh, printed right down the road here. Now the hat wasn't made down the road there; it was printed. Here. Our version of the hat was made just down the road here. <laughs> I have much nicer quality stuff made in Taiwan. All right, whatever. Um, lot, lot of news in in the uh, soccer universe. Um, one thing y- you know is a common theme that we always talk about. And that is soccer parents, just the sideline. And you guys know where I'm going with this because news continues to just roll out of the U.S. soccer camp. The Rangers at this point are really looking bad um, post Burr-Halter gate. Um, just to keep you up or update you uh, for those of you that are listening. We all know what happened at the World Cup. Gio didn't get the playing time he wanted. Uh, there was a dust-up in pre-camp, right? Uh, Berhalter told him, not going to go well for you. And I'm kind of paraphrasing at this point, right? I wasn't there. And afterwards, the soccer mom, Gio's mom and dad, sent super nasty letter to U.S. soccer and a bunch of personal stories about Greg going back in time and just really destroyed those relationships because they were best men at each other's weddings weren't they yep um on and on and on and on and u.s soccer since then hired a law firm to do its own investigation and they released their findings earlier this week and just all the evidence is just pointing to the ring is just being just horribly bad at being sport parents (laughs) at this point i you know When it first started, I was interested. I wanted to kind of peel back the onion. We say that all the time on the show. At this point, I'm embarrassed. I I don't even want to hear anything more about it because it is an embarrassment from top down. Um, Like, what what do you think Jurgen Klinsmann's thinking right now? Like, I mean, does does you know is he sitting wherever he's at, doing whatever he's doing, being like? Yeah, I told you so. Like, I, well, I, I mean, well, this is unbelievable. Yeah, and let me let me kind of give a little bit of context here too. <clears throat> this is one of the quotes, the excerpts from this whole huge uh, uh, 
drop of info. And this is the one that really caught me off guard, just kind of showed more character. It's the referee comment from Claudio. Quote, can we get real and have male refs for a game like this? It's embarrassing, guys, period. What are we trying to prove? Question mark. A game like this deserves better attention. And that was in regards to uh, one of the U.S. games. Uh, it was a local, I, I don't know if it was a qualifier or whatever it was. Regardless, that's his take. That's his hot take in writing that made its way to this discovery process. Shame on the organization for being able to field it. Do you think Tyler Adams' dad sent an email on that oh matter? I like, mean, like, like, so, so it's one thing to be a complete douchebag and fight, quote, for your kid's playing time. <laughs> you know, your kid is an absolute multimillionaire. is going to have a long, long career, probably a successful one in the game. And, and you're and you're complaining about playing time. Well, let's just be really clear about something. In situations like this, when somebody shows you who they are, believe yeah. them. And this is an iceberg situation. Yeah. What but- we saw on the <laughs> it was the tip of the iceberg, which was Claudio and his wife complaining about playing time. Under the surface was all this other shit that he obviously is as a human being. Uh, so yeah, it's so <clears throat> crazy. It's very rarely isolated to one, <laughs> one thing. But I liked where we, you were going with this, Jared, earlier when we were talking about it off mic. Um, and you started to allude to it. Uh, go ahead and pick up where you were going with, like, Klinsman. Just your thought process there. Because let's transfer it to local after that. You know, Klinsman, you know, I just, I would love to be a fly on his wall. Um, because nobody, it doesn't make sense for him to be like, you guys are idiots, because clearly everybody knows we're idiots. I, I just, I, I often think about, okay, American soccer, we are there, we're getting close, we did really well in 1950, we did really well in the early 2000s, uh, we took some steps back, we had a decently successful World Cup here. We have all of this foreign influence in our game, and specifically, um, and I would never speak for him, but we have Lutz that's here. He's from Germany. He's played on every continent. He's been extremely successful. He's, he's been educated in the Bundesliga. He's here. He, he, he went his own path. He developed this team. He picked this team. It's his vision. Um, we've had some early success out the door. I often think, you know, in Lutz's bathroom, at, you know, after last Saturday or Sunday morning when he gets back, you know, he parks the car. He's by himself. What's he thinking? He, okay, these Americans, you know, Germany <laughs> clearly is, you know, a, a, a godfather or a, a Mount Rushmore of, of international soccer and the way they've developed players and clubs and the success that we don't need to go into. But do you think Lutz, and I know he would say no, he doesn't, because he's probably the most humble, hardworking, appreciative guy ever. Do you think he's like, these Americans have no idea what they're doing? Well, I, I think in context of where we, what we were talking about, you know, you, you started to talk about Klinsman and Clemson's exit, Clemson, Klinsman's exit, excuse me, and so much of it had to do with like well, that's not who we are, that's not our style, that's not our system, you know, and we keep continuing to go back to quote our system, and what you and I were talking about as it relates to city and and what, it, hey Zach, help us out here, is it Lutz or Lutz? Lutz. So it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Lutz. It's the umlaut. L- oh. LP moving forward. <laughs> yeah, I like, yeah, there we go. I like that. LP. Yeah. We're going to call him LP. Um, so he comes into St. Louis, clearly with the support of the ownership group, everything, right? In St. Louis, what we were talking about, we have our own mindset. We have our own pedigree. We have our own history. Uh, most of the players that come from our backyard tend to play, quote, St. Louis style, Midwest style. All those things, and he came in similar to what we all thought Klinsman was going to do at the national team level, right? And at this point, granted, we're only three games in, but he's been left alone, and we're seeing a completely different look, a completely different style, and we're seeing success. U.S. soccer tends to be this revolving door that we keep going back into what we claim is our style. Well, and, and just to highlight... Did you look at the roster for the March game, the U.S. Men's National Team? Geo's on there. Geo's on there. And do you know how many MLS players 
are on there? Um, Take a well, guess. Well, you were statisticianing it. Take a guess. I'm going to say three. I'm going to say two, a goalie and a center back from Nashville. Zimmerman. One. Oh, my God. One. Really? Miles Robinson. Wow. The okay. only MLS player. Everyone else on this roster plays in Europe. And yet we continue to have guests come on this show that are extremely successful in this game yeah. that argue that it needs to be an American. needs yep. to be an American. Yep. Yet none of our players, one of 24. Is that a 24-man roster? Uh, yeah. One. And no, no Josh Sargent. <clears throat> Oof. Well, he's coming off an injury, too. True. but uh, He's playing today. So, yeah, you know, it, it really kind of amazes me. I think there's so many loaded topics in there. Um, number one, parents are just toxic, and the rain news are at the top of the pile right now, the Mount Everest of <laughs> parent toxicity. And MLS needs to figure it out. they got to do a better job of developing, keeping our domestic players, or U.S. soccer has to accept the fact that our cream of the crop is overseas. We need some coaching, some staff that matches their day-in, day-out experiences. Otherwise, we're, we're still crossing up these quote styles, right? Yeah. I, I'm also, um, so clearly, and, you know, I've read a lot of it, and we're not going to sit here and recite and cliff note it and, you know, source it. But every, a lot of people that will listen, or us three have read a lot of this stuff, and the Rainiers look terrible. The other part of it is that there was a period of time that's undetermined that there was this open communication between the Rainiers and U.S. soccer, right. even when they were in cahoots. Like, the other side of that coin is, why is U.S. soccer reading these emails, accepting these emails? Like, I, I, like and I get that, that that's maybe not the right way to explain it, but... I mean, it seems like it was a two-way street, at least early on, and that sucks. Well, here, here's my big, <clears throat> excuse me, my bigger fear is, in order to validate themselves, will they just, will, will they force their own hands into re-upping with Burhalter just to prove that that side was wrong, <clears throat> which flies against what we've just been talking about, right? I, I, I just... I want to see a, a strategic decision being made moving forward so that we can get out in front of it. Because we have on that list that you just looked at, 24 players, one MLS, 22 others that are all over in Europe. You know, cause we'll and South America. Uh, correct. And you, know, you have Geo in that mix. So if you take out, uh, just take Geo out of the equation as far as like how would Burhalter handle him. I mean, if you have one stick of dynamite in the bag... That's a risk, right? And it, it's because of the two. I, I want to see U.S. soccer think outside the box, push the envelope, move past. T Twelman said it best. Interview everybody. Interview everybody. He absolutely did. Yep. It, it, anybody that expresses interest, whether it's a Thierry Henry or a, 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 a the chosen one, <laughs> right? But I'll go back to something I said. I, I, it might have been the Kalish episode. Who's making the call? That's what I'm more, more interested in. Yeah, that, I mean, who's that's, the one pulling the strings on this next decision? With Ernie being gone, with Brian being right. gone, who who is? You're right. I don't know, and not that <laughs> nobody asked me, but I I think that's just as important because if you look at successful organizations, whether that's a yep. company or a college or a team, it starts at the brains. It starts at who's who's got the budget and who's making decisions i think they should come right here to the 314 and ask our staff <laughs> ownership group and at, at all like they need to go to the outside council right well that's what yeah get a consultant some somebody even if you don't hire a a, a, a non-american to run the team yeah bring somebody in that can consult the organization as a whole on how to actually yeah. do this, yeah, because we're not doing it right. Yeah, I, I just would like I, somebody I, to get at us, like I, like like somebody listening if they're in the know. Direct who who is making the decision? Yeah, it's yeah. not this law firm. Is it a board? Is it a? I, I honestly don't know. I'm sure I could Google it, but I, I I bet the HR department of U.S. Soccer, like that that floor, that office, probably looks like a scene from Survivor. 
you know, the TV show, like, like, oh my God, what are we walking into today? Or who has the conch? <laughs> I mean, right. Oh uh, yeah. There, yeah. There you go. I like yeah. that. Hey, uh, totally, totally side sidebar here. Um, Good. Cause I, I really hate this topic. I know, we, we, not, you know, not US sh- short of the Reina thing. I just, uh, I'm so tired of it. I know, but 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 you understand why we talk about it. No, I do. I just, it's just, it's just like so many other news items. Yeah, it's the shiny bobble that doesn't have any substance. Really, it's a not that it's a nothing burger because it's not. Well, I saw it's just. I, I saw I, one of the one of the comments on one of the long strings, or whatever it was. The guy was like, "Hey, real simple guys, you made your bed. You have a system that's pay to play. Deal with it." Yeah, and I, I was like. That's pretty insightful, you know, because that you know, if if we didn't have that, think about the expansion of player development that we would have. You will still have parents like that. They will always, always exist. Of There's course. 32 teams right now, or 30 teams, or whatever the number is, that have existing academies, including the Barca, like the the, Bar- the Arizona. We we are getting out of that mold of pay to play. Yeah, but you got 32 times five teams, so you're talking about a handful, roughly what? 5,000 kids, right? Or, or less than that. Way less than that. If my, yeah, my math. I get, I get we're, we're in the preseason or in Jupiter, Florida or in the first inning of this thing, and we need to improve there first. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a nation of 325 million. You know, we, we can expand our Tim reach. Howard just came out and said blatantly, we suck at, player at development. youth development. Yeah. Yeah, I read that too. <laughs> and he's you know, the guy you know, that... What, but you know what we don't suck at? And... Kudos to Apple TV for this, because for those of you that are uh, part of the city experience, if you did get Apple TV to watch the games, etc., one of the fringe benefits is the shows that you get with it, right? Yep. Um, I have had a number of people, and I mentioned this before, that have reached out to me and saying, oh my God, thank you for the great on Hulu, because we've talked <laughs> about it a number of times, right? And everybody's like, holy shit, that is brilliant, which go watch it. You'll love it. But you turned me on, and, and more people told me about it, you, Zach. Uh, Apple Plus, if you have it and you're watching the games, that little show, Shrinking, uh, shrinking with the Indiana Jones, uh, Han Solo. Um, Harrison Ford? Yes. Yes. Uh, That's him. He does play both of those. It's freaking brilliant. It, well, it is way better in uh, 1923. <laughs> I just started watching that. Yeah, don't give it away, but... Uh, I already love it, you know. For you Yellowstone people out there making fun of me, like, what took you so well, long? Well, 1923 is the best out of all three of them, or, uh, out of the three. Really? Without question, it's wow. the most realistic, because like it's weird. Like Yellowstone is awesome, but it just—it's <laughs> like almost like now. Look, Zach, in fairness, you admitted in the first 60 seconds of this episode that you never listened to KC95. So yeah, I also your pop have culture admitted, credibility no, no, is no. seriously damaged. No, but I've also admitted on this show that I have not watched more than two episodes of any of the Yellowstone properties. Did you wear a did you shirt finish the made in the Yellowstone? Right now, no. that is a Western cowboy look. This is a Patagonia, which is in Argentina. Well, I know where it's at. Okay. Yeah, that's for those guys oh, that can afford shirts that look like that, but don't actually like cut trees down. <laughs> My shirt was made in Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely. Swish. Uh, yeah. Anyway, here's what, here's where I'm going with this, people. Uh, we're gonna get, we're gonna give you a watch homework. Uh, Apple Plus. Watch Shrinking. It is freaking brilliant. The, the, the premise is three psychologists basically are in the same office, Harrison Ford being the elder, the mentor. Well, and the tieback is it's written and produced by the same crew that does Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso, which came out last night. Do you know who directs the episodes? No. Zach Braff. Really? Are you a Scrubs fan? I'm a huge Scrubs fan. Right. Yeah, Love so so the whole, everything about it is great. You need to watch it. You 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 will dig shrinking. This. Yeah, shrinking. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's, People uh, have told me I've needed to shrink before, well, and that's why I don't want to watch it. Well, you know what? Baby steps. If I ever get a shrink, my goal will be to make the shrink that I have get a Cry. shrink. Yeah. Well, that's what the show is about. It really is. Yeah, that's kind of it. Shrinks shrinking each other. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, so check that out. Um, a couple hey, real, of th- quick, real quick, real quick, before you yeah. jump into the topic, yeah, I, I think one thing that is missing from this show, and if you made it this far, congratulations. You have never heard from JB or Jared 
really. We've hinted about it in different ways. I want you guys to talk about your careers. Just briefly, give some background on the fact that both of you played in college. Both of you have played abroad, whether in a tournament or whatever. And you guys actually have credibility. I'm just the guy who drives my son to work and played high school ball. And wears Patagonia yeah. flannels. So I, I Very think good at enunciating. <laughs> <laughs> my enunciation is great. Now, that being said, you don't have to toot your own horn too much. Just give people who are listening who don't know you, which th- that might be a small percentage, but just a little background of who you are. Start with you, JB, and then move over to Jared. Who am I? Um, I'm a lost soul, Zach. Yeah. I I actually my my career life, like my skill sets, have been built in line with uh, very similar to uh, dogs in the aging process. Um, <laughs> in so much that every seven years I get bored with whatever I'm doing and I make a change. You know, you know how dogs are like for every one year, it's seven human years. Yes. That's that's the correlation there. Um, from an educational standpoint, poli sci econ, yep. finance background, uh, post college, wanted to make real money, uh, so I decided to bartend, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and avoid the real world for a long time. Um, then I decided to use my degree, and I took a significant pay cut to go into finance, uh, mutual fund companies for years, and com- executive comp, all this boring shit. But what it taught me was economics you know, in, in the real world. Sure. Uh, and then when I decided, and this was whenever Keller was born, um, I, I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't like the suit, the tie, the, you know, hanging out, playing golf and fake laughing <laughs> with guys I could care less about. Sure. Uh, so. Um, hey, you suck at golf. I, <laughs> I did. Irrelevant. But, Irrelevant. I, but I was with, I was with. The company that was picking up the bill, so they all loved me, right? Um, so yeah, cons- so then I got into uh, you know, re- remodeling. Frankly, just polar opposite. Uh, bought some buildings, did some rental, did all that, um, and loved that. I loved the construction process, and frankly, stayed in that industry for oh my god, ten, twelve years. And that's really something. where you started making a lot of the contacts you have today right was through that work or no both i mean it's i i i I joke with my son who's about to go to college you know he's he's going to go down to nashville he wants to get into music he's going to go to a music business school and i you know i repeatedly tell him that pay attention to your degree pay attention to classes but more than anything build your rolodex just make friends yep you know acquaintances And, and through all these industries you know you you know when you're in finance and you're in chicago you're in loop and you're meeting those people that are decision makers, they're always going to be decision makers. I mean, that's just the way the world is built. So, you know, I, I could weasel my way into those conversations and not make a fool of myself. But on the construction side, it was just fun because that got me into the underbelly of the city. And I love that. Yeah. So that we're working with, uh, you know, ground level laborers to the buyer, to the developer and everybody else. Right. And so that was great. And, you know, but when my parents passed away in 14... That was a transition point for me where my brothers and I took a little bit of what we got and we bought Gaslight, the building. And that was kind of like a exclusively a passion project to build out an idea. And, you know, for the most part, it worked. It did everything that we expected it to do. Um, we had to deal with significant construction issues on the hill where there was no bridge to get to us for like two years at a time. And then one year past that, here comes COVID. So we deal with two years of COVID in the food and beverage and, you know, entertainment industry. And it just was a freaking spiraling chaos is what it was. (laughs) Um, But we had the opportunity to move the building. We kept the business, um, Gaslight Studios, the IP. And that kind of brings me to here. So, you know, we have a handful of rentals and it is what it is. But honestly, Zach, long-winded answer to your question, I'm a soccer dad. I I build what I do around my ability to support my three kids and get them where they need to be. Kim has got a phenomenal job that kind of keeps the benefits coming and and then some but like i 
I build content, and that's my story. Yeah, I, and I appreciate that, JB, because I think one of the things about this, and you started the show by talking about how we differentiate from some of the other shows out there by focusing on the human side of it. And I, and I just wanted to call that out because I've had a couple people comment and say, I love what you guys do, but I don't really know you. I don't know who JB is. I don't know who Jared is. I don't know who is speaking sometimes. And so, Jared, you have a different path and you have a different kind of MO. And I think it's, it's worth explaining that a little bit and, and talking about that. Where do I begin? Mm. Uh, when, I, when I was a young boy. Well, my father was a relentlessly self-improving Belgianary owner from Belgium with low-grade narcolepsy. <laughs> what are you reading? Are you reading <laughs> and a penchant for buggery. For my mother was a 15-year-old French prostitute named Nancy. Oh, nice. So you're Peaky Blinders. I'm just kidding. None of that shit's true. Um... <laughs> You know, I uh, I mean, I just grew up in St. Louis. Um, I played ball. I went to Catholic grade school. I played ball in high school, played a little bit in college. And um, now... Yeah, and hold up, hold, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You don't get to skirt by on that one. When you say you played a little bit in college, um, I'm going to ask you to expound on that a little bit by saying where you played and the, the tournaments that you got into and some of the accolades that you received... Um, well, I, I mean, I went to St. Dominic. Um, we were pretty successful. We were a 3A school. Um, played for Bush Soccer Club. 3A, what is it? Um, small? A small, small school. Um, uh, played for Bush Soccer Club. Um, had a very successful team in my club career. Um, and team being most important, there was excellent players from all over the place that went to dynamite places and played high-level ball. So, so let's put you on the spot. Uh, best player you ever played with? Because you're not afraid to name names. All of our guests are afraid to name names. Um, you can't name yourself, though, because I know that's what you were trying no, to do. No, that's not what I would do. Um, best player I probably ever played with. Uh, look, it's it's sixth grade. No, All the kids are lined up. I would say two captains. ODP, probably um, Jamarcus Beasley. Probably... Okay. Uh, Demarcus's probably. brother. Uh, J Mac just talked about that. Yeah, uh, he was he probably the best player him. I ever played with. He was the fastest player I ever played with. Okay. Um, um, you know, and then went to Missouri State. It was Southwest Missouri State in the right. late '90s, early 2000s. Um, we um joined a budding, very successful program. Um, uh, we um had a lot of success. Um, we were ranked uh, high nationally um, all four years I was there. Um, and then, um, you know, got drafted for the Steamers. Um, they folded. Um, that was awesome. Um, <laughs> went, sniffed around with the Wizards a little bit, you know, got invited to their camps. And just by that time, you know, I was interested in other things. Um, you know, starting a family, maybe drinking beer too much. Um, I wasn't mentally able to be a pro. Um, and went to work. That's that's where I'm from. Love it. Well, I I just like I said, I I, I know you guys don't really like talking about yourselves very much. But well, that was difficult. It was. I could tell <laughs> on your face. But I, I think it's good. I think it's a pre, you know appreciated by the people who are listening because not that they think that we're something other than normal working dads, but I think it's good to kind of connect because I think people will relate to what you guys have been through and i think that's important so thank you jb and oh, jared for yeah, for you know taking a little time and i know we gotta wrap this up but uh appreciate it well i i appreciate the concern <laughs> we uh we appreciate all your support um it is time to go we have to, we have to pick up kids <clears throat> do our thing so thank you for tuning in again uh, toss us a follow because uh, i tell you right now, these next few months, um, the guests are just banging. It's going to be great. Um, give well spent some, some of your love next time you're down for a game. Uh, Jared, thanks for uh, just being you, dude. It's the Jared thing, right? Thank you. Zach, I appreciate it as well. Uh, give us a follow. And you know what? Send us questions, too. 
uh, guest suggestions, all that. You know, it's we're, we're going to keep this thing light and fluid, and um, you know, the, the people's input is critical. So we will catch up with you next time. We're going to roll out a little spoon. We're going to totally go a different direction here. But uh, thank you again. We'll catch you soon. Peace.